What's going on? It is Talking Baseball. Trevor Plouffe is joining us, and we're talking about the proposal to cancel about 40 minor league baseball towns. Let's do it. All right, there you have it. Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We're joined with Ploof again. I mean, can we just tell the at least the podcast listeners that you will become a mainstay on this show? Do a fun big announcement for social media. If these guys can't keep up, they're pretty much dumb. I don't, we were supposed to make like an announcement video, but we have more important shit to talk about. I mean, I don't even know. You know, we just, We're just going for it and let the listeners figure it out. That's what I feel like. Yeah, they'll figure it out. We'll get it. Jake, Jake, how are you doing? Hey guys, I'm good. Yeah, we'll wow. we'll do uh we'll we'll do something fun. We'll get once once Ploof comes out to New York, we'll we'll put together some good hashtag content or something like that. But I'm I'm doing well, boys. It's good. You look okay. Okay, I'll take that. Ten out of ten days, I'll take that. Repping your California strong shirt, so that's nice to see. Always, always oh, a shirt. A shirt, a shirt yeah. is good to see. So the plan is moving forward is that once a week, Ploof will have an episode on Talking Baseball where he brings something to Jake and I that says, hey, let's talk about this. During the season, obviously, it's going to be a lot easier to find a team or a topic or a trade discussion or whatever it is. Today, you guys already know because I said it in the intro. Wow, dude, Jake, just breaking news. Dante Gizzy in the chat said, Jake's head's looking big today, and that's huge for you. That's huge. Well, we we uh, I think Ploof is helping us with his. He's got his giant Jesse Crane head behind him. Uh, Shout out Jesse Crane. Um, So yeah, I uh, it's it's a big day for me. (laughs) That's awesome. And speaking of patrons, we wanted to do a big shout out to Sean McLaughlin, Robert Mack. Timmy Crawford and Joey Kahn. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you. $2 a month, patreon.com slash John Boy Media. Those all sound like made-up names. (laughs) Those were good. Those were good names. I changed changed Tim Crawford to Timmy Crawford. I took creative license on that one, so I kind of made it up. Okay. All right. So, Ploof, this was a topic that that you brought up. And I think it's interesting because if, if we didn't have an active free agent season, whoa, don't call me Beverly Hills. If we didn't have an active free agent wow. season, wow. Yeah. What a flex. yeah, probably that salon that gave me a hundred dollar haircut asking if I want to come back. <laughs> but if, but if the Astros scandal and good signings weren't taking up this off season, I think we'd have so much more talk about the juiced ball and this trying to, contract the minor league baseball system and reorganize it but they're kind of getting pushed by the wayside we haven't addressed it at all so i'm actually uh, i think it's a good topic yeah you know when you said let's let's get a topic or two together this is one of the first things i thought of i've you know read some articles about it but didn't really deep dive into it too much and then as we decided to to cover it you know i've been you know diving in and, and just finding things out and the more and more i read about it it's it the more and more sad i get you know we kind of open this show up we're all smiles and what and whatnot but this is like a serious topic that i've probably talked to six seven uh 
active and and uh, former baseball players about and they're all like their opinions range you know from i don't care to like i have a uh, i can fix it i know how to fix it and all this stuff so it's a very passionate topic for players and i kind of put that out on my twitter today i, I said does the casual fan care about this and uh, all the responses that i got back were yes we care because you know this is I've experienced minor league baseball or I live near a minor league baseball town. And if it gets taken away from me, you know, what are we going to have? So that's kind of where I think we should start is that, you know, the proposal is 42 minor league teams. There's about, it's about a quarter of them that with it, uh, are proposed to just basically be vacated. My first ever year in pro ball was in the Appalachian league and they were mm-hmm. trying to get rid of the entire league, except for Pulaski, which is a Yankees affiliate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that used to be a Blue Jays affiliate when I was there. I don't know why they decided to keep that one. Um, it's not, there's not, it's not like a, the jewel of the league or anything like that, but that one um, ended up not getting on the list. And that's kind of a, another weird thing about this. It seems like they're kind of random, these, these uh, towns that are getting affected. Um, some are small, bad facility type um, affiliates that you would say, okay, uh, that makes sense. And some, you know, lead the league in attendance and have just put in millions of dollars into the facilities and, and they're also on a list. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting list. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just not good. I don't know if you guys have really gotten into it, but I kind of wrote down bad and good. That's what, that's what my <laughs> notes say. What do you guys want to, what do you guys want to start with? Well, I'll just open up kind of my mindset going into the conversation. I was I was scared to talk about this for a while because as soon as it happened, you know, they're getting rid of teams, they're getting rid of jobs, and it was just bombardment by the side that says this is terrible, Manfred's terrible, baseball's terrible, and I, I just kind of who I am wanted to be like, but wait, there's got to be another side to this because – For years, and especially last season, we've heard constantly about how terrible the minor league system is. These guys don't make any money. They don't even have food. They travel on shitty buses to shitty towns, live in shitty hotels, and play in shitty stadiums, and we need to fix the minor league system. So I was like trying to think, like, is this a way to fix that? But I didn't even want to publicly say that or, like, ask that question because I'm so scared everyone's going to say, oh, like I'm the devil now uh, just for even trying to figure it out. And then I I did a lot of research. I did a lot of reading on it. And uh, it's interesting. Like you said, there's good and there's bad. I do think the public perception got totally skewed by that initial outrage. And we can get into all that, but that's kind of just like where I was like, I'm treading with caution here and I'm trying to have an actually informed opinion on it. Yeah, and my, G- my, my my thing on that is, Trevor, you mentioned your post today where it was kind of a resounding, like, against it. Like, no, like, it's it's great for our town, and we, we love it, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's it was the only live baseball we could see around town, stuff like that. And it, it kind of leaks into Jake's theory of Yelp reviews, which I'm sure you're well-versed on, but I'll tell you. But if you read Yelp reviews, you have to sort through them. 
because you have to think of the person's mindset when they're leaving that Yelp review. If they put one star, one star and they say, worst restaurant ever, We they were late for my grandma's birthday, it's like, okay, you just had a bad time. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think that's kind of what Jimmy was touching upon and with your post today. Um, you know, the people who are loud right now are the people who are against it, but I don't think anyone knows if that's a majority, if that's a right answer. Those are just the people that are against it right now. So, um, you know, I think it is funny. We, we shared one article before this, so we could all have some general knowledge going in, but I'll, I'll be honest. And it's how I live a lot of my life. I'm, I'm kind of coming in blind. Like we, we've shared some opinions and I, I think there's some obvious stuff that you can put together but I, I don't know, like, uh, all the economics around it and, and some of the player stuff, like, I, I have my ideas and I think they make sense, but also I'm, one of my strengths is being not smart enough to know. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what you got on that good and bad list. Yeah, I got it. I got the list. I think the, the right way to approach something like this, a topic like this, um, is just to have an open discussion. Like, I've tried to, like, formulate an opinion, and it's so hard, okay? As a player... That's like where I have my best uh, perspective, obviously. Like that's where I know I've been through the minor leagues. I talked to a bunch of guys, uh, career minor leaguers, guys that are, you know, all-stars in the, in the big leagues. And they all kind of have said the same thing, which is very interesting to me. And so I'll start with that because I think that's kind of the main thing that I bring to the show as a player's perspective. So every single player I talked to, every single one agreed the minor leagues needed to be restructured every single one. And as far as um, contracting teams and, and, and bringing the number of players down to the minor leagues, all of them are also in favor of that. There is a dirty secret that's in each organization. When you have that many affiliates and that many players, remember there's only uh, now 26 men at the big league level. So across baseballs, so it used to be 750. So I guess it's 780 now. 780 jobs, and sometimes these teams have, you know, eight, nine affiliates. So there's just a ton of guys in the organizations, and an overwhelming majority of these guys, and then no one will say this, but an overwhelming majority of these guys are what I've heard people call, I never call them this, but I've heard from front offices call them fillers. They are there to play the game so that the guys that they believe are going to be big leaguers have competition to play against and that's the only role they have in the organization every once in a while maybe one of them steps up and becomes you know well obviously like mike piazza is a great example of that you know maybe something like that but the numbers are so so strongly against that it's a pipe dream they sell the pipe dream very well and that's what people hold on to and i think that is kind of where i draw the line where Yes, it's a dream. A lot of people do it and they're happy and then they get into it and they realize like this is not what I signed up for. So it's that dream they're selling, I think is wrong. Like they are not forthright with each player's, um, I don't even know what the right word is, like what each player means to the organization. Value. And yeah, whatever their value is. And what I've seen a lot, and this is where I kind of, tend to agree with the contraction is I I've just seen guys, whether you're out of high school or college, college, three years of college done high school, none 
go play minor league baseball for four or five years. You don't make any money, as everybody knows. And then all of a sudden, you're back in the workforce. You're released, and you have a year of college left. It's very tough to do. One year doesn't sound like a lot, but not a lot of guys go back and get that year finished. At high school, you're basically starting from zero, and you're 25, 26, and you don't have anything to show for it. And that's where I think the biggest push towards contraction for me, the way the reason I like it is because it's going to eliminate some of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think that's, and all right. So think about who you're talking to on the other end of the mics, the, the sickos that love baseball so much. We, we worked for two years, not making any money, just talking about the game. Cause we love it so much. So say I, you know, maybe I had another inch and I had a coach that liked me a little more and I kept fighting the dream. I mean, in the back of my head, I still know what's going on. And I, I think that's, and, and you're right. This isn't out there because I think it is just <laughs> like, it's not good guy stuff, but no, you're, you're totally right with, I mean, h- how many guys out of the minor leagues make it to the show in an organization? What is it? 5%, 10%? Less, it, less? It, depend, it depends on the round that you're drafted in. I mean, obviously the higher right. the round, the better chance you have of making it to the big leagues. Now making it to the big leagues is everyone's end goal. But if you make it to the big leagues for a month, is it all worth it? I don't know. Maybe a lot of guys would probably say, "Yeah, it's worth it." But yeah, <laughs> that number that number shrinks, you know, drastically when you're talking about guys that have three three years in the league. You right. know, so even just to get there for one day, numbers are very, very, you know, against you as you slide down the draft, especially once you get past, I think, round five. You know, first round you have about a sixty-seven percent chance to get there. And then it just goes down, down, down until those uh, rounds after that, like the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're looking at like a 10% chance. And that's just to play one day in the big leagues. And, and yeah, it was like people after round 40, it was like 5% make it to the bigs or less than that. Something like that. Around, there's not even after 40 anymore. So 40 is the cutoff now. So that's what it was. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, that, that part of it doesn't get told. So, you know, I had one buddy who like what we just talked about, you know, he played, he gave everything to the game, three years in college, um, played five or six years in the minor leagues, gets out of the game and he just doesn't know what to do. And he, I remember him crying on the phone to me saying, I've given everything to this game and this game left me with nothing. And it was, it was, I mean, it was very hard to hear that. And that's just, one of many, many, many stories like that. That's pretty. That's pretty sad, Trev. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's very tough to hear that. I mean, could you do? This is kind of not our everything. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, Jake, I want to explain uh, and to to Jake and to the listeners that aren't like completely familiar. Kind of like the whole plan here. So what they're doing, what they're proposing, is that rookie ball and short class A, bam, gone. No more longer a thing. What the, what will happen is they will be AAA, AA, high class A, and low class A. Only four things. Right now, those are those stadiums and those teams are owned by the minor league baseball committee, and they they like they're kind of the people that are treating them like shit. Like they don't upgrade the stadiums, they don't upgrade the facilities, and MLB has uh, some teams have bought their minor league 
complex and team just to be like, we need our guys in a better space. So they're so like structurally, all those rookie and class A things will be gone, which in a way makes me think like all those high school kids that get taken in really late rounds, they probably won't get taken or they won't go to rookie ball. They'll go to college because that's not an option anymore. It, it just shrinks the class that's that's going to be sold this dream uh, a little bit. And, like, you know, you just get heartbroken when you don't get drafted at 18 years old instead of getting heartbroken and left in the dirt at 25 without a future. I kind of went off point. I didn't want opinions in this. I just wanted to tell you the nitty-gritty. There's, <laughs> there's some... So that's the thing about this topic. It's just... You know, you can go so many different ways. Like, you know, we can talk about the players. But then, you know, the other part about this is the communities. And not just the people that are working at the stadiums or that have a connection to the stadium. A lot of these cities have invested a ton of money, taxpayer money, into these uh, facilities. And, yeah, are they up to par with, like, Major League Baseball standard? Obviously not. They're, I mean, there's a lot of shitty minor league affiliates out there. That's just the, the brutal truth there. But a lot of these towns, um, you know, Daytona Beach, for example, they're, they're going to get the axe in, in this plan. And they just um, put $2 million into resurfacing their field, and that's just going to be all for naught. You know, they need an affiliate, an affiliated team there to draw fans, and they're not going to have that anymore. And, you know, the proposal is possibly getting into some sort of um, unaffiliated ball, some kind of independent baseball, but that doesn't draw, like, like uh, affiliated baseball would. So yeah, that's, so, a, that's a whole other issue. There's like so many ways to go with this yeah. this, this topic, so it's tough. Yeah, yeah from, from, the, from the things I read, the, the major issue with the contraction isn't the contraction. It's the restructuring and the fallout. So, Jake, they said that, you know, MLB wants to work with um, uh, interleague baseball. Do we do we call it MILB? Like what's the – how do you – Sure. MILB. Yeah. So they want to work with them – to avoid ending up, uh, they want to work with them so they still have baseball in those towns and they have, that's just not going to be affiliated. And the other interesting thing is they want to make a league that's half, like it's like half affiliated, but pseudo not. It's an MLB league, but it it's no teams are assigned to a single club and it's for p- kids that don't get drafted, but then they can go play in like some sort of weird duck league or some shit like that. That was kind of interesting. The true problem, what I read, the biggest problem here is the restructuring. They're going to take like 16 of the, of the Pacific league and they're going to knock that down to just 10 teams. And how they're doing it is that it, if, if you're, if you're a triple a club and you're being told to go down to single a, you get, let me find the exact quotes here. Low class A, uh, a team moving up from low class A to triple A. So huge jump. They would have to pay $12 million to move up. And a team asked to move from triple A to high class A would receive $10 million in compensation to move down. And people are saying that's one of the biggest issues because that's not how minor league teams are valued at all. Fucking triple A in New Britain probably isn't making as much as single A in Charleston or something like that, you know? So yeah. that, that, yeah. Here's uh, here, here's my thing, and that's, 
where where Trevor led us into this part of the conversation is is where I get hung up because not only is it okay, so we got the player's job and chasing the dream, but the chasing the dream stuff. I mean, look at the flat ground app. Look at exit velo stuff. Look at independent leagues. If you want to chase that dream, go get that butterfly. Knock yourself out. You can do it without some of these baseball teams. Where I do get caught up is in the communities. And I mean, I haven't even thought about like the government stuff. Like if I if I'm Daytona Beach and I just put two million into a field, you know, I'm I just turned thirty. I'm starting to get that old man tick where it's like that that kind of thing pisses me off. and uh, uh, the other part where I will get romantic on this as I as I just kind of, you know, crapped on the 95% of dudes that are playing minor league ball that aren't going to make it is growing this game. I mean, I, I think one of the teams that's getting uh, taken out is supposed to be the Wyoming team that's just out in the, I forget if it's Casper or where it is. I mean, it, it's it's in bumfuck. I, I, I went up there once for work one time. The line they used on me was, behind every tree is a beautiful woman. There's no trees in Casper, Wyoming. Um, yeah, it's a good line. Good one-liner if you're ever in Casper. But I, I just think, and and again, this is where I don't have enough knowledge, where we've got minor league baseball players wanting more money. Everyone wants MLB owners to spend more money, whether it's on their players, their their building, everything like that. Um, and so it's, I, I just don't know how those actual financials go into a pot. Cause I want to say, Hey, why don't we just tell the owners to fork over a little more, blah, blah, blah. That always seems to be the answer to everything. Yet. I know if I was the owner, I wouldn't want that. So I, the only romantic part of me in this conversation is baseball in small towns. And then I think there is something to an economy. And I, I think Trevor's kind of bigger question that's been over looming all of this is like do people actually care and I think the answer is kind of no like I I think if this happens you'll have a little bit of outrage and then it'll be five years later no one cares and then they'll do a documentary about three small towns that got severely affected by this and then we'll move on again but I and that's like some big picture stuff right there but I really get, I feel for the communities and those people that did comment on your tweet that are like, hey, we, we go to those games. <laughs> like we we can't drive up to Wrigley, pay 75 bucks to sit in the bleachers, if that. I mean, it could be more when we can go to, you know, I'm, we're doing the Iowa game this year, um, Field of Dreams. And, you know, we were looking for hotels in that area. You can't find them. So I don't know. Some of this small town stuff, that that's the part that really gets to me. I think that's a good point with like the Wyoming thing. Like I, I didn't look at a map. They are maps available where they plan on restructure everyone, but keep minor league baseball affiliates in places where there's not major league baseball. That seems like common sense to me. Like make it the radius. So, you know, we we love this sport. It's it's faded with yeah. They what's don't. up? They so they want really what teams are looking for is they don't they don't care that. Wyoming doesn't have an affiliate anymore. They want all their teams clustered. They want them as close together less as travel. possible. So it's le- so it's well, it's just easier for them to get guys up and down. Right. Uh, I mean, th- I do think that's also cool though. Like if you are within, re- if you're a Yankees fan and you can go to the Staten Island Yankees and the Trenton Thunder, like they're within a day's drive when there is like a rehab or there's a huge prospect, if it's in the region. So now I'm contradicting myself because I do think that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, the re- the reason the teams love it is, and I was just part, the last team I was a part of, 
in, in the minor leagues was the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. What a name. Mm. It's a great name. We had a bacon strip as our hat. Is there a picture of you wearing that somewhere? Yeah, yep, I'm sure there is. Um, Google it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so what the teams would do, because that's only an hour outside of Philadelphia, is they'd have a reliever throw an inning or two innings in a big league game and say, well, we can't use you tomorrow. See ya. Back down to AAA. This guy can drive up, and it just makes it that much easier for them to play that like taxi squad thing, which – which players don't want. I mean, if you go up there and do your job and you pitch an inning and a half and you do a good job, you shouldn't get sent down just because your right. affiliate is an hour away. Like it's, it's, so that's, that's kind of what they want to do. It's why they want everyone so close. But my buddy who I talked to, and again, we're kind of all over the place and it's, it's just one of those topics where it's hard not to be. So I'm going to try to stay on, on a point here with the players. We were talking about guys who are, are the draft being um, significantly less, I think it's going to go down to 20 rounds or something like that. That's what the proposal is. So less guys, uh, less diamonds in the rough, more guys they think are prospects. And he says, and I'm going to read the, the text from here because I don't want to mess it up. Um, he said, um, the tough part is the guys that weren't big picks or sign out of any ball have a better chance now than ever due to some of the advances in the evaluation in our player development department. So he's saying, like you were kind of alluding to, uh, Jake, that, there's a real chance for a lot of guys now that maybe didn't have or don't have, you know, the height, the speed, the strength, you know, right away um, to get seen now because of these, you know, advanced player development systems that are uh, there. That's that's the iron. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my bacon hat, though. That's just the iron pig hat. Yeah. yeah. Well, can't win them all. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice facility, by the way. But yeah, so it's. Uh, again, I, I had this text going, and this is—I I feel like these texts are relevant, so I want to read them. This guy was an Ivy League grad, or is an Ivy League grad, one of the smartest guys I ever played with. Um, he, um, he says, I really wish I could consult for a team and completely revamp the developmental system. I bet you could create an organization for players that will hold out for. So he's saying, like, a ball, double A, triple A doesn't even make sense for for teams either like it should be completely different like almost like an academy which is a whole different ball game than we're talking about now and i think teams are kind of looking that way it's like do we need 140 game seasons for our players to develop like maybe they don't maybe they go and they play every four days and those other days it's just straight development for them so i think this is kind of where we're headed as we have new ways to measure, you know, output and, and, and develop these players. I think they're going to be looking for different ways because, or different ways to do that because they minor leaguers or your farm system, that is the lifeblood of your organization. If you have a bad farm system, you're probably going to be a bad major league team. You're not going to be able to go trade for players. Uh, you're not going to be able to get guys back up uh, when someone gets injured at the major league level. You need to have those guys ready for you. So now I really think they're like, do we need nine affiliates with crap facilities to replenish our big league team? And I think they're saying, no, like we could just do it a different way. And this is the first step for these teams to do that. God. If, if they did an academy type thing, is there games? Is there a crowd service there? You could do games. I think it'd be, almost be like a spring training type thing. You know, I think, you know, you have these spring training fields and I think that's going to be still a big part of minor league baseball and should be a big part of 
baseball because you have these great facilities that the big leagues teams use for only a month out of the year, you know, two months out of the year. Why can't we just have guys there playing against each other? You're still getting competition, but maybe you're, you don't need a guy to, you know, throw 200 innings in the minor leagues. And I think they're really starting to focus on that. And like I said, I think this is just the first step in, in a new wave of player development, which again, I don't really have an opinion either way, good or bad. I think it kind of makes sense, but then, you know, the old school baseball guy, I mean, he's like, this is, that doesn't sound like real baseball. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that sounds tough, super weird man. to me. It's, it's an interesting thing. There it is. And then, I mean, what, what happens <laughs> to all those? What, <laughs> we got the bacon hat on Trevor. Finally. What, uh, I, I mean, and, and I guess that's where things get really crazy. Cause it's, I mean, what happens to all these other facilities? What happens to Coney Island? What happens to New Hampshire? What happens to Syracuse, what happens to every minor league if we just go straight to those facilities, like you're saying? Um, I, I don't know. Like in my head, it feels like there's, it, it feels like the contraction from everything we've said player wise makes sense. Um, but it feels like we still need a solution, and, and maybe it's combining the two. Maybe it's having these camps, and maybe they travel. Um, you know, whether they're independent or whatever they are, and they could go to different stadiums or something like that. But I, I have no idea. Like, there's there's so many financials and stuff that gets into this, and this is a part of the reason I copped out on research because I don't think there's a tip of the iceberg. Like, I, I think, uh, well, there is a tip of the iceberg, and I think that's kind of what we're doing. But, like, this has so many layers to it that I have no idea. I mean, what? How big of an industry is minor league baseball currently? Like, a, how do you put a number on that? It's pretty but big. It's, but it's it's a big industry. I mean, it's across the country. Um, you know, multiple leagues. We're talking eight or nine. Um, and when you get into players, teams, concessions, people that work the games. I mean, everything that goes on. Like, it. You know, I, I'll drop some generalities like I normally do. But like, there's some. Some sort of too big to fail or like it's too late to completely change the system. Um, I mean, if we need to contract a little and then we figure out that, you know, we, we can do some different things with with making larger camps or or, you know, open things that are taken more seriously for the players. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it is a big deal. If Bernie Sanders is commenting on it, you know, yeah, people they're feeling the burn on this. And, you know, you're talking about how big of an industry is this? Well, Affiliates, you know, big league teams will sign a lease with an affiliate. And to do this contraction, there's going to be a bunch of broken leases. There's going to be a bunch of lawsuits brought forward because we just had taxpayer money put into this facility and now you're leaving. You know, you're leaving before you're supposed to leave. So there's going to be a bunch of lawsuits. It's going to be interesting how MLB handles that. They have their hands full right now with, you know, the cheating scandal uh, and everything that's going on. And, now this is coming up and so this is supposed to take place you know not this year but the following year and i'll I'll give you guys a guess what the total vote was for of all 30 teams can you give me a guess yay or nay 29 yes and there is one asshole wait the vote uh, for the contraction yeah uh 30 yes all 30 it just i mean listen we're we're, towns are gonna get hurt and that sucks and, but that that always happens, and, and 
I'm reading up now. Someone in the, someone in the chat and that's watching live, a patron, uh, Quentin Hubner. I'll shout him out because I appreciate it. He 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 said there's a good link from someone on Reddit who talked about how all of the Appalachian teams are are uh, leaving, and you know the write up talks about how places have been going to the Appalachian and West Virginia and leaving forever. Like Cole came, they got to leave, and all this stuff. And he says uh, there was one part I just had that was. It was interesting, like the taxpayer money, that's the stuff that's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the legality behind all that shit. In 2005, they put $25 million into a new ballpark in Charleston. It's small and it's small population, and there's like better ballparks that were the same cost. I have no idea. It seems fucked up to just take that away from them when the taxpayers pay for that facility. Uh, but is is uh, it seems pretty rude. And then someone left a comment. Underneath it, um, one of general chill men, and he said, you know, I worked with the Appalachian League for a while. I've been to most of their stadiums. I'm not surprised Pulaski, the Yankees, are the only ones surviving because they're the nicest facilities. It goes on to say, the rest of the league isn't completely terrible in terms of facilities, but it's pretty rough. One team literally shares their field with the local high school, and it looks way more like a high school quality field than a professional field. So I do think we're romanticizing some of these towns a little more than, like, a lot of people on Twitter are probably, like, fighting the good fight to save this, whatever town that is, save baseball and blah, blah, blah. And if they were to show up and see what they're fighting for, I think, think, and it's a high school field, like literally a high school field, I think they'd be like, oh, oh, I kind of get it. You know? You would. would. Absolutely. I mean, I've said this multiple times. Um, When you, when when I first signed 2004 out of high school, you're like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm a professional baseball player now. Like, I can't wait to go and play at these facilities and, and just start this whole thing. And then you get to these facilities and you're taking a step back. I'm talking about high school ball. You're taking a step back from that. I can only imagine coming from a big division one program or somewhere that just has nice facilities in college baseball. And then, and then having to go play in the, and I hate saying this because I had a great time there and I love the people there, but you have to go play in the Appalachian league. It's tough. You're going backwards. Like the pay, you ever play in the Pesos League? No, because you were, you made it to the pros. But you ever seen footage of the Pesos League? I don't know what the Pesos League is. Is that bad? Google it, dude. Who does, dude? Who does our intro song, uh, for talking Yanks? Stan Zlotnick. I think he played in the Pesos League. I mean, it, it, it's like is that an affiliated league? Like, should I? No, no, no. It's not an affiliated league. It's like it's like they did a documentary on. It. It's like last ditch last. It's like, and it's like less, it's like less than like my brother's little league teams. Yeah. And you know, it's, I hate people bringing up the fact. Pecos, Picos, not Pesos, P-E-C-O-S. I'll have to check it out. But I think what people really hate is when teams are like, oh, we don't have enough money to make these facilities good, which obviously they have enough money to make all the facilities good if they wanted to, but it doesn't make sense for them business wise to do it. And if they see a flaw in the minor league system, which I think they do, like it's, it's quantity over quality right now, they want quality, more control over it. And that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's what these, these guys are, I mean, they're businessmen. At the end of the day, you know, these MLB owners are businessmen. If they can cut out some expenses, travel, and they can 
see a better end result from their player development because of it, they're going to do it. And that's why it's a 30 to nothing vote. And that's why it's going to happen. And we are romanticizing some of these towns. There's some towns that are just brutal towns. Uh, so we can't forget that. Like, it, I think as a player, every, like I said, every single person I talked to was like, yeah, like they need to get rid of like at least five of those leagues. It's, it's, it's too much. So it's tough when you're talking about, yeah, people are going to lose their jobs. Some of these towns are going to not have this stream of income coming in. But at the same time, this is, it's a business decision for these guys and it's coming. And um, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's, 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 I don't have, I'm not leaning either way on it. It's, it's very, it's very difficult for me. Someone responded to your tweet and uh, they said contraction would cost the host cities tons of money and cost a lot of ball players, coaches and ballpark employees, their jobs. And that's completely true. 100% true. Then their next next sentence was the only benefit seems to be more money for billionaire owners, and I just hope that we kind of shed light on like that may be a benefit. The rich may be getting richer, but as you said, every player you talk to, there's far more benefits than just the billionaires getting richer. Like the system's broken, and we've been screaming from the mountaintops that minor league baseball's broken for years now. Like the Blue Jays just raised all their prices for all their players and they got applauded. So MLB's saying we're going to try and do this because their their mission statement says the MLB Deputy Commissioner Dan Halem said from the perspective of Major League Baseball clubs, our principal goals are upgrading the minor league facilities that we believe have inadequate standards for potential MLB players, improving the working conditions for minor league baseball players, including in including their compensation, transportation, and hotel accommodations. And we've been yelling about that shit forever, that the pay, the travel, and the food sucks for minor league baseball and is near criminal. So, like, they're saying, like, let's try and fix this. Now, does it also help them out and make them more money? Sure. Could they just pay everyone and do that out of their own dime? Yes. But let's not be, like, dumb. That's not going to, they're not just going to do that. There are benefits for players in the league if this, you know, if when this is, is this a certainty? That's what I don't even know. Whenever you have something past 30 to nothing for the owners, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to, it's coming. And like they might have some legal battles, like we said, but I, I think it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the towns that put money into it and, uh, you know, the towns, the towns who have that diehard minor league fan like Dukes from Semi Pro. Feel I feel for them. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be. It's not being talked about right now, but it will be talked about when this goes down. It's gonna be a huge story. Like I said, like when you got presidential candidates talking about it, uh, you know it's big. And now it's just been overshadowed by some other things, but it's it's coming that this is gonna be a big topic. And um, you know, I think there's gonna be more to talk about as it you know becomes a little bit clearer of what's actually going down. Like, I don't know if those 42 teams are going to be the exact 42 teams that are going to be left out. You know, there could be some changes. I read, I read somewhere that there, you could pay to play basically. Uh, if you want to, if you wanted to, you know, be still affiliated with the team. So there's a lot of things going on. I'm, I think we're all over the place in this. I really do. I, I think we were kind of everywhere, but I want to end it with just like the player perspective that I've, all the players I've talked to, and this is guys who never played, stepped, foot on a major league field 
and guy and then all the way to the other side like guys who are all-stars in the big leagues and they've all were on the same page that there needs to be a restructuring there should be less people drafted there shouldn't be those guys who are just affiliated with the team because they need people to play with the high prospects practice squad basically yeah and you know but you don't get is, told it, your practice squad you get told you're chasing you, the dream you sold the dream you get sold the dream and not to mention, if you just really think about it, if you're if you invested money into someone, whether it's a million dollars, whether it's fifty grand, whatever it is, and then you're sending them off, and you're like, "Hey, go ride a bus for twenty hours. Go eat peanut butter and jelly before the game, and Domino's after, and stay in a hotel where the bed is disgusting." Like you don't want to treat your investments like that. And you're getting treated like that in the minor leagues. And I was lucky enough to be a bonus baby, so I had some money. And I help. I try to help as many guys as possible. Like I always had my name on the lease, my name on the cable. Uh, five guys to a three bedroom apartment or two bedroom apartment. Like it's 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 crazy, man. Um, but I just think that you know, if you really just step back and look at it, I think everyone's that I at least that I've talked to is in agreement that this is coming. And although it's gonna hurt some people, like it's probably going to end up being good for baseball good for baseball bad for small american towns i hate saying that gosh man people are gonna i think people are gonna be mad at me but yeah i mean if i can jump in a you guys are monsters um b no i i mean you're you're right i think all there's a lot of stuff that adds up and it it sounds like it's on the bad guy side and you know you you mentioned feeling the burn because you just always bring up politics on our fucking show but um, you know, who who knows what his real intentions are there? Is it to get some small town votes and seem like that or seem like the dude who likes baseball, you know? Um, he's got us talking about him, right? Um I don't know. I, I think there is a restructuring. I think what people are more comfortable uncomfortable with and when this topic does come to the light more, which it will, like you're saying, like we've kind of been buried behind some bigger stuff. Um I think the whole thing is the misunderstanding slash people not feeling like there's options. Like, like you said, you, you mentioned your buddy drammed up to restructure. Like I I'm sure if we spitballed, we could, we could think of something right now. I feel like people almost want to feel like they're involved in like, Hey, we're, we're taking down these 40 teams, but players are going to make double the salary and this, that, and the other. And we, we are going to take care of these other towns in a couple ways. It just feels like you're like powerless and it's in a, in a sick way, it's not helping the sport of baseball and it is helping the owner. So it does turn into that David versus Goliath. Um, God, it kind of sucks. It does. It kind of sucks. Kind of makes sense. That's kind of where my head's at. Like I've tried to like formulate an opinion and I'm like, well, it makes sense, but it also sucks. So I don't know where to. That's kind of that's my opinion. Uh, I got a question that's not related to this in any shape or form. Also, not a baseball question. Oh, Here we go. Uh, w- w- when you see a stray cat, you don't feel a thing. But when you see a stray dog, you feel terrible sadness. Is that a win for cats or is that a win for dogs? <laughs> yes. Because I, I saw I saw a stray cat outside and I was like, yeah, stray cats are everywhere. And then I saw a stray dog outside and I was like, oh my god, we've got to get this dog a home. Cats and, don't care. That's what I'm saying. Are cat people like, yeah, that's because cats are badasses and dogs are pussies, or is it because people care about dogs and don't care about cats? I think it's I mean, the I'd, first one. 
I really wish you wouldn't reference... Speaking for the cat people, which I'll never do, don't reference dogs as pussies. That's just kind of contradictory. I'm not. Itself. I'm not on. You never see videos of like a rescued cat getting like nourished back to life. No, cats are survivors. They're mean. They're standoffish. Dogs want to give you love because they're good animals. <laughs> okay, great, great, awesome. Wait, this, this, needed, this this needed some comedic relief, so I'm happy that you. Well, I got a lot of. I got a one window view in a back alley of the Bronx here. There's a cat that's always back there. And then there was a dog, and I felt really bad. And then there's a squirrel, and I'm real scared the squirrel's going to climb through my window at some point because I don't got a screen. So I, w- screen. I did this whole pod. Yeah, I did the whole podcast in fear of the squirrel. So I just, I want, can, I hope this made sense what we talked about. I really do. I think, it, I, th- I don't think we formatted it well, but I think we got a, no. a ton of info out that. I mean, I had to look all that shit up because it wasn't being talked about anywhere. The only thing you heard was baseball's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, for some towns it is. I think what we've started to realize is you just really can't speak in absolutes when it comes to the game. Like it's, it's always somewhere in the middle, you know, there, well, the only thing we can speak in absolutes in Jake sucks. Oh, the end. The Astros are cheaters. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. We we need to throw that in there. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Can't be an off-season pod without it. So excited for the, like, three Astro fans that have been like, I'm not listening to that show until stuff gets swept over. Like, I really want to listen to baseball stuff, but I'm not listening until some of the Astro stuff's gone. And then they're like, okay, minor league stuff? I could get into this. And then, bam, dagger at the end. <laughs> Brutal. All right. Unbelievable. All right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you for the patrons for hanging out with us live. We appreciate it. See you later. Goodbye. Jake sucks. We got a ride out. I dig it. Shout out, shout out Mike Bertano. Thanks, patrons, for hanging out with us. See you later.